festival was a lot easier before my sports teams did well this time of year. Well, you pick your battles. I mean, <laughs> it was great, you know, that they were already out of it, that it was time, you know, right around the time that they gave up the ghost. I was like, hey, it's time to pay attention to movies. I don't want to fall back to that, hey, isn't being in second place better than being in fifth place and not having a chance to play spot? But that's horseshit. Pick, <laughs> pick your battles. We're in it. We can multitask. We're, uh, we're a city of multitaskers. The sun is high on the afternoon of day five, four, day four of the Toronto International Film Festival, the 41st annual Toronto International Film Festival. Uh, I call these spots Wicked Little Town. It's my little postcards from the Toronto International Film Festival talking about what we're seeing, what we're doing. We don't really review anything anymore. We just kind of talk about how the week's going. And... Um, it's one of those stretches of time where I get to see my family more than I do the rest of the year. So my guest today is my brother Shane. How are you, man? I am very well, thank you. How are you holding up? Are you you're, are you insomniac? Are you battling sickness yet? No, man. I'm a horse. Okay. I'm strong. Have I'm... you put on weight? Lost weight? Well, I put on weight, but that's really not the festival's fault. <laughs> that's more. That's why you're rocking the beard these it's days. It's a year of sloth. You know what? My beard hides at least. It hides 10 pounds because it adds about 20. So people are like, he's got to be thin under that beard. Right. It can't be fat. <laughs> be that fat. Most of that's beard. Oh, man. You're, uh, you've are you been taking an interesting approach to the festival this year. Um, you're, like, on paper, you're not really doing it. Yeah. Or at least, at least going in. Yeah. You're like, I'm just going to bank off time and wing it. Yeah, it's like when the boss calls you into the office to do one task, and then someone's like, can you answer the phone? And you're like, I'm technically not here. Yeah. That's sort of my approach for, for TIFF this year. Uh, I didn't buy a package, um, partially because I wanted to allocate my money to other uh, pursuits, um, partially because I feel the prices have gotten a little outrageous, but that's another story altogether. But anyway, so I decided, you know what, I'm going to do the fest in a kind of a scaled back, you know, in my own way, and we'll just sort of see how it goes. Um, and it's resulted in an alarming success rate, partially due to having a lot of friends that have a lot of good connections, and partially dumb luck. So um, I didn't buy a 10-pack, I haven't purchased any tickets ahead of time, yet we're on day four, and I just stepped out of movie number six yeah. this morning, and I've got a seventh one. So uh, I'm doing pretty well, alarmingly well. Uh, partially the uh, whole uh, streetcar named desire approach um, but uh, yeah no it's been great it's it's a new way and I, I find not having a plan and not having a set schedule of tickets allows you to adapt a lot more freely and if something comes up and someone says do you want this or hey this thing's happening you should check it out I'm not bound into anything so I can kind of just do I can move with the festival instead of moving with my schedule. See, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because like, we sat down and we met um, uh, a blogger who I'd only kind of come across over the last few days, so it was my first time meeting this person face-to-face, um, a, a, young, a young woman named uh, Lydia who's been covering it. And we, I, I, felt, I came across her because she said, this is going to be interesting seeing 13 films, working through it, and writing. I'm like, welcome to my boat, grab yeah, an oar. Yeah. Um, and so today at Daughters of the Dust was the first time I actually got to put a face to the to the tweets. And um, as she was here, and here comes Sasha James. Egg icon or something? Or? No, no, no. That was that was what was helping me actually. Oh, okay. And um, <laughs> it was it was funny because while she was here, hello, Sasha James. <laughs> I Sasha was just J- gonna do that without you guys. Oh no, I, I, I I'm, I'm everywhere, man. I'm watching it. We we may be joined here in a moment. We'll see. Um, so when she, when I sat down with her. You, 
do you want to record with us? We're recording a little. Uh, oh, is this little, a podcast? You no, know, we're just we're recording how our week's going. This is well, it was a podcast before we sat down. I was going to say somebody just decided to bomb in. This never happens to Mamo. That's all I'm saying. Um, well, they're like no, they're, I do that with Mamo. I'll just crash in on their shows. I crash in and tell them to go. You could convince shows. me that Mamo convinced like records in Matt Brown's basement or you could convince me that they are in like a penthouse suite You'd somewhere. Never know. They, You'd never they, know. It's all audio effects that they're dropping in. Yeah, exactly. So, to, to finish They've the actually point, never met. They're um, just all CGI. Lydia's friend is a programmer with Wavelengths and he was telling me about this installation that's going on out in Sudbury Street out in the like very, very west end of the Festival Central and because I'm not seeing as much this year I'm like, hey, I can go do that. Whereas that sounds terrifying to me. By the I, way, what going going out that far? Well, going out for a wavelength installation. I'm sure it's wonderful. I, if any wavelength people out there are listening, <laughs> I'm sorry, but but I, I mean, in the past, I had this thing like scheduled to the nth degree, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah, even that's can. even seeing only like twenty to thirty. I don't know how people do it seeing thirty or more, but I, I can do that. Yeah. How, how's your week been, uh, Sesh James? Me? Are you are you sick yet? No. Are you are you sleep deprived yet? I'm pretty good. Have you gained or lost weight? Uh, I don't know. That's, that, you know what? That's going to be the scale. That's, that's going to be the, the, the Proust questionnaire at the beginning of every episode. Have you gained or lost weight? Gained, lost weight. I think five you might want to rethink that because no, some no, people screw, could no. be sensitive. Nope. That. It's 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 it has it has been so decided. Not everyone has a beard as big as mine and so little regard for their own health that they're willing to just laugh <laughs> off that question. So I just just think I'm not saying don't do it. Right. Just think about it. Right. Um, you know what the funny thing is actually about you mentioning the, the the price fluctuation and how that's kind of thrown you off. Surge pricing. Well, okay. So, so, so your screen this morning was Moonlight, and we'll get back to that in just a second. I just I, came from that. And and are and, we still recording? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, you totally recording. It's all in there, man. Um, so Moonlight this morning because of great word of mouth and great uh, people chasing after it, like like higher demand, it was subject to surge pricing this morning. And yet you cruised in there for the low, low cost of a $20 rush ticket, yeah. where somebody could have got up two hours before you and paid almost double that. And not got, and or, could have faced the specter of paying that and still not got a ticket. Right. Whereas I showed up for a free ticket to Daughters of the Dust, and they were like, do you want a rush token to Moonlight? I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I and, got a 20 bucks and two hours to kill. I mean, I, I, I'm not a fan of surge pricing it as a general concept. I'm certainly not a fan of it at a film festival. But if you're gonna run with it, that's that's kind of the problem that you face is that it's still not a universal truth. Like somebody can see it at half the price. Yeah. You were well back in the line and missed ten minutes. Yeah. But the person at the front of that line totally could have saw it for half the price that someone who got up to crack it on this morning. Yeah. That's yeah. not really fair. Well, I mean it's all about picking your spots, right? If you're if you think that it's worth your while to pay an extra ten to fifteen dollars on top of the ten to fifteen dollar premium you're paying to see it at the festival. Yeah. If getting that ticket ahead of time or getting that ticket morning of and not waiting in a rush line, to some people, the, the 10 or 15 bucks is worth the hour of their time that they're yeah. losing. If they're, if I, thankfully, have nothing to do and very, very little <laughs> self-worth. So it's fine to me to stand in line for two hours. <laughs> it's a beard. Jealous of this beard. You know it. Um, that, I'm okay with doing that. And, I'm, and part of that was my approach. Was like, I'm sure I'm still going to see roughly the amount. I'm, I'm going to see the movies I want to see. Yeah. Uh, and if I'm not, I'm probably going to see them at, uh, you know, a multiplex in a few months anyway. But it's all about making your priorities and then sticking with them. Yeah. We came from uh, a screening today of Daughters of the Dust. Um, 
like seminal movie that's got a whole lot more relevant over the last year thanks to uh, Lemonade. It was deeply relevant already. I'm really short selling it by saying that. Um, it's it was library. It was voted to the Library of Congress last year, 25th anniversary this year. Um, the only movie in the Library of Congress directed by a woman of color. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that you know, thank you, Julie Dash, for bringing this film here. You don't, you've gone to more of the Cinematech screenings over years past than I have, I think. Well, I actually started last year. Um, I started last year going to them, and partially because I think I wanted to flush out my schedule a bit more. I think last year I ended up buying like a 10-pack or something, right? and I wanted to add a few more. So I decided to look at the Cinematech thing because for the longest time I assumed it was just kind of horseshit. Um, because maybe because they're free? No, you know what I think it is? I think it's branding. I think because they've named it Cinematech, I automatically think of the old TIFF programming at Jackman Hall being really uncomfortable and just before TIFF got into the game of bringing new world cinema to their theaters and having light boxes that platform, they used to only show foreign art house classics at Jackman Hall, which was fine, but was also very an old, stodgy environment. It was basically like seeing anything at the Cumberland back in the day, if that was your, if, if anyone out there... Uncomfortable seats, like stark houses, old clientele yeah, in just there. old people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, I, you know, I was like, well, I'm not going to go to the festival and see something that I can just rent on DVD. But now I'm like, well, you know what? I've got the time and I want to see a movie. And if you're going to let me see something cool for free, then that's great. And that's, what I didn't realize back then is when they're presenting it at festival, they're almost always either bringing something that you're almost never going to see or they're at least bringing it in a really nice restoration. So last year I uh, saw three Cinematech screenings, which I think was the first time I'd ever bothered with Cinematech at all. Yeah. And I really grew to like it. So then this year when I didn't have anything planned, I was like, well, at least I can see a couple of things in Cinematech. Yeah. It's like, this is one of the things that I think plays really well to the people who are coming in either from outside of the city or certainly from out of town. Uh, like, like, because there's people like you know we 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 tend to think of this only as a local thing um, because we know so many people who are just part of the scene now uh, and forget that there are people who come here from Jamaica, from Australia, from the states, from Europe, um, and it's a really cool kind of add-on for people who don't have this kind of thing in their you know even if they're coming in from like London, Ontario. You know, yeah. there's nowhere that you're going to see a showing of something wild on a Saturday night. Yeah. You know, um, and yeah, so we got to see Dodgers of the Dust, which was like a beautiful print, nice cozy screening of it, uh, good conversation afterwards. Even and Julie Jash decided to stop by. Yeah, well, that's the crazy thing. So like, they did, they weren't advertising this shit in the book. Like, they they mentioned that Guillermo del Toro was going to present his thing. And Jonathan Demme's in town with the... Just his, his thing. His thing. Pan's Pan's, well, he's going to talk about <laughs> you know, Pan's thing that he did. Yeah. Um, and Jonathan Demme's in town, so they said that he's going to present something wild. But after that, it was just, here's the other stuff we're showing. They didn't say Agnes Varda is going to show up to talk about one thing the other doesn't. They certainly didn't say, even up until yesterday, that Julie Dash was going to be here talking about, uh, talking about Daughters of the Dust. It's 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 this nice little cookie, you know, for free. And, and, and that if you want to do it, kind of slapdash, you don't have to pay the exorbitant price and still well, get something and, cool. And that's the thing. That's you know, I'm not going to give Tiff credit for a lot being generally a curmudgeon, but <laughs> hence the beard. Hence the beard. That's being lazy, not being a curmudgeon. Um, but it's it's nice that it's still there. I yeah. find that public is getting less and less maybe I'm maybe not making the most use out of Festival Street or something but 
it's nice that it's still there and it's nice that there's an opportunity that even if you're dirt broke or you're a student or you have very little interest in film and you're just like I've heard stuff about film fest what can I do for free but there's something there for you yeah you guys uh, you guys both got to see Moonlight which I have not managed to shake out shake down Uh, is it everything it's cracked up to be people are kind of losing their losing their shit over this thing yes it's very good it deserves every single accolade it will eventually receive Everybody should see it. What is it even about? I just know that it's about Moonlight. Like, is, is it about Moonlight? Does it happen in the Moonlight? Yes, it's about... A person named Moonlight? Sorry, no. I'm being, I'm being, I'm being <laughs> a shit. Please, what is, um, what is it about? It's about three stages of a man's life. Uh, and in very short periods. Um, so one would be uh, probably about... Six, seven, seven, eight. Yeah, seven, eight, maybe ten. Um, one where he's in high school, and then later he's probably... Coming up to thirty, maybe, yeah. maybe a little bit. Yeah. This is a smaller movie, right? There's nobody. There's nobody. There's no names in it per se. Janelle Monae's in it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, also, Can Naomi Harris. Yeah. Is Who? Sorry. Naomi Harris. Oh, okay. Um, from James Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I know her. Yeah. Um, no, I love actually, her. I just learned that she screened. She she filmed all of her scenes, uh, Naomi Harris, for Moonlight during the press junkets for Spectre. That's awesome. Like, like she was in the town, like, doing the press junkets or something for Spectre, and on her off hours, she, she went did her and filmed all the scenes, apparently in three days. Wow. Three days. That is, like, this that al- is awesome. This also could be complete lies, and someone in line just told me yeah, yeah. Complete fabrication. Uh, you know, like, not research. The reason ago. the film is called Moonlight is because they powered the camera yeah. by moonlight. Yeah, everybody yeah. was all your friends. Everybody oh, was okay. moonlighting to achieve the film. Um, they all had day jobs. Everyone worked scale. Yeah, yeah. they're getting cut um, across. Aside from that dubious research, there uh, information though. Um, yeah, excellent. You should definitely see it, right? I'm, I'm looking so forward to seeing that. Oh. I, I, part of me actually hopes that it becomes a People's Choice winner so I can see it for free on yeah. Saturday. Oh, yeah. Um, Peep's Choice? Sunday. Peep's Choice. Peep's I, feel, Choy. I feel like it has a really good chance at it. Um, but yeah, the direction uh, and the cinematography are probably yeah. like the best. It's, you think? Yeah, yeah. I, think I, I agree. Jane's staying quiet, which is usually yeah. means he agrees. Yeah, or, or I'm just too polite. No, I'm never <laughs> too polite for anything. No, I quite enjoyed it, too. Yeah. I wish I had seen the first like 10 or 15 minutes of it thanks for the rush line uh but it was well you missed the whole alien section oh he was that dead explains the, whole the tentacles time. <laughs> yeah i was wondering what the tentacle bit like you know at the end like rosebud is a, is a squid's arm or something yeah uh, james looks like she's about to run away but I thank you for so joining you. us yes yeah, sorry i didn't actually say anything no it's good no you <laughs> talked about moonlight and you sold it very well as i said i'm really looking forward to seeing it now and definitely. people who may not have even heard about it yeah. will definitely chase it down now yeah. where are you going to I'm going to see Limehouse Golem. Limehouse Golem. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, we were just going to say, we just had Rob Lazar with us, not on, okay, I'll go on text tape. Him. All right, okay. go ahead. Right. <laughs> see ya. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's it's that kind of, I think I, with a lot of people this year, I'm kind of digging that kind of schedule, that kind of, you know, putting it together and saying, okay, I'm going to see this and this and then maybe this and then maybe this. There's not, listen, I am a planner. There's nothing wrong with planning your week down to the minute, especially if you've got a lot of money and time invested. But at the same time, it, it can be a lot of fun and very rewarding if you just wing it. Well, that might be where I'm going, so who knows, maybe next year I'll just 
do the same thing again, or maybe next year I'll buy like 50 tickets. Who knows? Who knows? Um, well, thank you for sitting and talking with me. Uh, there will be a lot more uh, coverage on my site. Uh, not quite as much as in years past. It's a dial-down schedule for me, um, but uh, still lots of good things and um, audio dispatches and written dispatches. So check on out the matinee.ca. Uh, Shane, if you want to follow his stuff, he's on Twitter at Comeback Shane. Are there any? There's underscores between. The, the words. The words. Um, there will be a link to his Twitter in this uh, in this post. So until then, uh, I'm Ryan McNeil uh, for Shane McNeil. We'll see you at the matinee and at TIFF. Get little town.